0: Welcome
1: to the China Business Breakdown, formerly the China Ad Teardown Show. Uh, I'm Vincent. I'm Ivan. Don't worry, we're still tearing down ads. It's just not the only thing we're tearing down. Uh, We're looking at the whole business and especially the marketing funnel for businesses in China. So today we're going to start with Pico, and we're going to look at uh, who the company is, who made the company, and what you should know about how they're marketing to people in China and trying to get people to eventually buy their VR headsets. Uh, So Pico is often compared to uh, MetaQuest, or the company that, so Facebook is now called Meta, and. Uh, In like 2014, Facebook bought this company Mm -hmm. called Oculus VR, and they've been working on that ever since. I don't know how much you've been following the news about this stuff, but in the past week uh, or couple of weeks, there's been a bunch of talk about Meta uh, not doing good, like them spending a lot of money investing in their MetaQuest VR headsets, Mm -hmm. and the stock price has gone way down. And there's a lot of people criticizing them about investing so much, like they're investing, I think it was over $15 billion. It's like the most money really like ever invested in a single product um, in development of it. And uh, so their stock price has gone down a lot, but Zuckerberg is kind of doubling down, uh, Mm -hmm. focused on meta quest headset and uh, metaverse development. Um, and Pico is owned by ByteDance. So when we started saying, Hey, we're going to look at this company Pico and look at their demand generation and conversion funnel and what they're doing in China, mm. uh, I began to see all of these parallels, all these comparisons to Facebook MetaQuest. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Have you heard any of that news, uh, over here? Yeah. Yeah. Meta definitely has,
0: uh, has, has caused a, a lot of concepts. And, 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 and they have built uh, like a brand new uh, industry, actually. And uh, the, the uh, universe, what universe? Me- uh, metaverse? Meta- oh, yeah, metaverse? Metaverse. That, that English word has actually been a pretty uh, interesting concept in China as well. And there, is a, there, are, there, are, there are a lot of companies and uh, investors uh, has, has catched the, their their eyesight in, on this industry, but in but in, in uh, doma- domestic environment is is not so good for for, for um, cultivating such new new thing in China. But uh, I'd say like Jack Bird is uh, he is he's, he's brave enough to, to be the, the pioneer in this industry.
1: Yeah, well, I think he's he's right now he's brave enough to spend tons of <laughs> Facebook especially money, it's, yeah. it's yeah, it's Facebook ad yeah. revenue yeah. just to dump it into investing in VR. And yeah. I I think it's a, it's a good move for them based on the situation that they're in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned metaverse. I know it's it's a buzzword internationally. Mm. It's a buzzword in China. A lot of people just say it and mm. I don't think they I don't know what they think when they say the word, and I know mm-hmm. in China there's uh, what is it? Pony Ma has translated this to "quanjun" to mean like all encompassing and real. Mm-hmm. Um, so my idea of the metaverse it's kind of simple actually. I think that it's it's a bit of an over over complication that we talk a lot of people talk about with it. Mm-hmm. It's just how much time you spend in a digital reality, yeah. like non physical reality, mm-hmm. and I think we already different people to different extents already spend a lot of their time in a metaverse. It's just when it's going to be plastered on your eyeballs instead of in the palm of your hand, uh, it's going to feel more like you're interacting with the reality. Uh, and that the amount of time has obviously gone up a lot in the last decade, how much time we spend on our phones and in, in China, people spend, I think more time on their phone compared to the U S or a lot of Western countries. Um, but yeah, is that kind of like the general idea you think people have of metaverse in China, or do they think of it as something more abstract or different? Yeah, it's,
0: it's too abstract, and and actually it's hard to differentiate uh, differentiating if the the metaverse or the the so called virtual world uh, from like a, a game. Mm. So so that's uh, actually how important it is to bring the physical experiences like VR glass, like uh, maybe in the future, there will be like physical equipment that you can wear in, in, in into your, uh, on your body that, that you can actually feel, see, smell those, those feelings. Yeah. And that, that will make the metaverse like more make sense to me. Okay. Other, otherwise I, I would think it will just be a community game.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. So like a couple of points, one, mm. some of those, the tactile uh you're essentially you're saying as we translate more senses like mm. sight okay those are the heads up displays the glasses uh, what about the other senses taste and smell mm. and touch well mm. touch is i think the one that's coming along the fastest mm. there are uh there are products where essentially you put on gloves that's gloves yeah and it gives you um, like tactile feedback like you're touching things and yeah. these are mostly being used in like industrial uh think like um factory type uh, scenarios now and training mm-hmm. um but yeah in over time those will be more used okay so like for me metaverse we I mean, don't need to spend so much time on it it's not really the purpose of what we're talking about but it is interesting to get like what's the general understanding of a, a lot of people in China about mm-hmm. this concept to me it's like do you live in the electric universe Like, because when you go home, there's electricity. You switch on the light bulb and the lights are on and you turn on the TV or the computer or the radio or whatever it is to listen to something, Um, you know, and you look at a clock and it's plugged into the electrical outlet. Are you living in the electrical universe? Or is electricity just so much a part of normal life that it's become de facto, just default, what we expect life to be like? And I think metaverse is more like that. As, mm. as we get more ingrained into uh, different devices mm. and those, it's, it's where we interact with other people um, it's through digital uh, screens or displays that happen on our eyeballs mm. um, to me that's just what the metaverse is it's just it's like more interaction in non-physical reality. Mm. Um, but yeah like I said, it's kind of a you know a little bit of a semantics and maybe over complication but mm. it's, inter- it's interesting to talk about nonetheless yeah. Okay, so when I started looking into Pico, mm. um, and Pico was purchased by ByteDance, uh, I started to see all of these parallels, all these similarities between uh, Meta, MetaQuest, Facebook, Oculus, VR, mm. and uh, Pico mm. ByteDance. ByteDance yeah. So like, all, I'm going to read through uh, and jump in. I'm going to read through some of these parallels, some of these similarities. Mm. So it was like kind of two phases for me. It was starting to research a little bit. Hey, look at all these similarities. It's like Pico is like the Oculus of China. (laughs) And then I read a little bit more and I'm like, oh, they're really different in a lot of ways, actually. At least the roots that they have are different. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so here we go. Um, Pico is a Chinese uh, headquartered, founded company. Mm -hmm. Um, Oculus MetaQuest, I'm just gonna call it, MetaQuest is uh, US founded, Um, right? So they're both owned like the tech, one of the biggest tech giants in America. Uh, Meta owns the Quest headsets. One of the biggest tech giants in China, ByteDance owns the Pico headsets. Hmm. Um, the, the market cap for each of them is huge, uh, over $500 billion. <laughs> Well, I guess Meta's stock prices really went down maybe since we got these numbers. Hmm. Um, and ByteDance is uh, around $360 uh, billion. Uh, Both uh, ByteDance acquired Pico, their VR company for $1.4 billion. They did that in 2021. So it's actually a pretty recent acquisition. And uh, Meta acquired Oculus a longer time ago, 2014, for $2 billion. 2 billion? 2 billion. So even more, even though it was like a longer time ago, they spent more money on the acquisition. Wow. And to put it into context, uh, let's see, the the total M&A in China for the year 2021 in the VR sector mm. was around three billion dollars, so like half of the merger and acquisition activity in the year was just Pico's acquisition, mm. and then uh, in the year 2020 in the US, apparently the total M and A for VR industry was was two billion. So like the the Meta was uh, Meta's acquisition of Oculus was a huge yeah. a huge acquisition um the founder of oculus uh the, the the what's the quest um is a guy named palmer lucky and the ceo now is zuckerberg palmer lucky's out of the company he works he's started a totally different company that's also worth many billions of dollars now oh really? yeah and then uh joe Hongwei is the founder of pico and he's still the ceo of it yeah, still doing by dance yeah and uh okay the device market share so uh quest Apparently has seventy eight percent of the market share. Um, so, of all the people that are using uh, VR headsets, seventy eight percent of them are Quest headsets. Mm. Uh, and uh, worldwide, Pico's market share it seems to only be four and a half percent. But inside of China, their market share is over fifty percent. Yeah. So, in the respective countries, like uh, Pico is the leader in China, and in the U.S., it's Quest. Just typical. Um, and then right so like all these parallels uh, they're starting to open offline shops it seems Quest only has one shop and uh, Pico uh, they have plans to open over 2,000 shops Mm. Uh, they're working on it now Mm. here's the interesting thing, I'm going to get more into this in a second the OEM, the original equipment manufacturer Mm. for Quest headsets and for Pico headsets are GR tech Yeah, same company uh, the App Store for uh, Meta, MetaQuest Store, Pico's App Store is Pico Store. There's more apps in the Meta Store. They have over 1,000 apps. Pico Store has less than half that, 425. Uh, pre-installed app, right? So it's, it's like the portal that you use to access the VR world. On Meta, it's Horizon, and on Pico, it's Party
0: Island, um, Hardy Island.
1: Yeah, it's kind of not the awesomest international branding because of some other, like, controversial uh, story in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, the newest product for for uh, Meta is MetaQuest Pro, mm-hmm. and the newest product for Pico is Pico 4, and they're both being released nat- like right around now. Was it Halloween, yeah, it was October 31st? They both came out a few days ago. Okay, so those are a lot of the similarities. Now... I said like when I started to research it, I was like, oh, look at all these similarities between these two. And then the more we got, got into it, I was like, oh, it's c- kind of really different. Um, and uh, I listened to a podcast with the founder of Oculus, Palmer Luckey, mm. uh, some days ago. Mm. He's, and I've listened to him talk before. He's a really interesting fella. And he started Oculus uh, in, he was like living out of a trailer. Uh, he was like fixing iPhones, uh, selling iPhones on eBay or something to make money. And um building out in this trailer, like the first versions of the Oculus headsets. Okay. So really cool. It it makes you feel like this like really I think this is really cyberpunk founding story of Oculus, actually. Okay. And then, now let's look at Pico. So uh the C, current CEO of Pico is uh Joe, Mr. Joe. Uh and Joe he went to university in uh Harbin Institute of Technology. Uh, Apparently, he was the same university as the ByteDance CEO, even though they didn't know each other prior to the acquisition. Mm. Um, And sometime after that, I guess it's around 2005, Joe Hongwei, he uh, is working, he starts to work at GR Tech. Uh, He works in the hardware and R&D team in Qingdao for GR Tech, right? GR Tech is this original equipment manufacturer. Um, And So they're producing Quest headsets. They're like, before Pico starts, they're producing Quest headsets. I think, according to our research, right, they're the only company that was producing Quest headsets. They had the only contract for producing Quest headsets. So sometime around 2015, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, GR Tech spins off Pico, and Pico starts to make its own versions of headsets. And uh, Joe Hongwei is put in charge of the company. Now, Pico goes on and they, let's see, 2017, they're selling the Pico Neo, Neo VR headset. This is their first, their first one. And they see themselves as going after uh, the gaming market. So they're like, we're going to be powered by mobile phones. We're going after the gaming market. Um, and that's where they thought the thin edge of the wedge was. Uh, they go on to keep getting rounds of funding and apparently when they get a, uh, a Series B round of funding, uh, the legal owner of the company, the legal representative of the company, um, turns out to be the, so like the, this this guy, right, um, Jiang Bin owns GR Tech. Mm. They at the time of sale to ByteDance are the, uh, I think the majority owner, they own over 30% of Pico. and. After they get this Series B, uh, Jiang Bin's younger brother becomes the legal rep of Pico. Pico. So is like the brother of the guy who's manufacturing the Quest headsets. His brother's the legal rep of uh, the company that's making uh, Pico headsets. Um, and then okay, so uh, we go on and eventually ByteDance uh, acquires Pico in 2021. Right, it's kind of this interesting story where. Uh, Joe, uh, the CEO of, uh, Pico and the CEO of ByteDance, they were like in the same university and then they were like, started their companies in the same like neighborhood of Beijing. Apparently they didn't cross paths mm-hmm. until around the acquisition of the company. So it's kind of like an interesting, um, I don't know, like, uh, technology, te- yeah, fate, little, uh, technology romance of some sort. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh. That's a little bit of a brief history of, of like, how did Pico come to be? Um, and then in a second, we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of things, just going through um, like how Pico is selling things here. Uh, just like a little bit more context from my perspective, and I'm curious what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's it's uh, it's interesting, like, like who's going to win the race, right? Like obviously there's other a lot of other VR manufacturers, a lot of other great products out there. Um, but these are, you know, two of the largest tech companies in the world. They're each, like, of the the largest uh, tech companies around. They're really the ones that are investing the most and focusing the most on on VR. Um, so, like, their angles, like how they're entering the market, is, is kind of interesting. It seems that Meta's focus is initially they just released the Meta the MetaQuest Pro. It's focused on enterprise users, business users. And they also announced this relationship with Microsoft where they're bringing a lot of Microsoft uh, applications into the VR world. So Mm -hmm. I think they really think one of the first places where people are going to use and find most useful the headsets is in enterprise workplace. Uh, So, you know, imagine putting the headset on and you have, you know, not just the one screen, uh, the one laptop, and then your are your other screen that's hooked up to it, but you have you know eight displays, um, and you can have virtual meetings, and it feels like you're not just a floating head on a Zoom screen, but you're sitting in a room with somebody. So these are the kinds of things I think they th- where Meta thinks uh, the thin edge of the wedge to enter the market is, whereas Douyin is more of an entertain like they're focusing on entertainment. I think mm-hmm. is entertainment platform. Uh, it's how people use Douyin and TikTok now. ByteDance's biggest uh, products, both domestically and internationally. Um, so they have more of a gaming focus. And then the interesting thing for me is, like, there's this huge investment from Doin uh, in China and then TikTok internationally in e-commerce. Yeah. So, and, and we know in China, has the, 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 is China is the number one e-commerce market in the world. People are really comfortable and they like buying stuff online. Yeah. And they're super used to doing it. So the idea of having a virtual mall seems like a really good opening um, where people feel comfortable like shopping around. Um, and it seems like ByteDance Doyin has a lot of the infrastructure you need to create like a digital mall. Um, okay, and the last thing here, I guess that's interesting, is the investment that Pico and Byte Dance are putting into creating physical shops. So they're planning to roll out 2,000 physical locations. And I, I, to me, that indicates a part of their thesis really is people need to experience this to see the value of it. Right. Let's say, it's like, it's like uh, if you never put a VR headset on before and you mm. didn't experience these things, mm. what you think it's like is going to be really different than what it is like. Mm. So it seems like they're betting on this, uh, necessary offline experience for people to, uh, get onboarded. And, uh, so that's, Part of their like uh, demand generation yeah. strategy, yeah, yeah. Before
0: before they're deciding to open these many shops in uh, offline in China, they offered like thirty days return policy. Like you, if you buy buy Pico online and you you uh, played for for a few days within thirty days, and you can still return it, and that's like uh, encouraging users to to have the try. But, but but that still doesn't uh, increase the the the, uh, the sales a lot so I think still people need needs the offline experiences they don't want to get it get, get into too much trouble like re- receiving the the product and and returning it uh, and and they're afraid of like potential uh rules that I cannot return it by maybe accept uh, maybe registering my account or or, or, or did anything that prevent, preventing them from returning it. So, so, uh, yeah, still offline experience is still very important.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm curious, it makes me think, and you might have some knowledge on this off the top of your head, maybe not so much, um, like, like a, a kind of recent example, uh, of Xiaomi It's not so recent now, um, but I know they developed a really rabid online following before they released the products so yeah. but eventually they, they rolled out tons of in-person stores and then they rolled out a lot of other products other than their their flagship phones yeah so i wonder how much that was uh, critical to Sh- to xiaomi onboarding customers uh having these stores where they could be oh the phones really do work well like yeah it doesn't say iphone on it um and it's not super expensive but they work so well so yeah i'm gonna buy one now
0: Yes, yeah, sh- sh- uh, especially for these kind of uh, uh, e- eco- electri- electronic equipment. Yeah, uh, Xiaomi in the early stage, they only do online selling. They only do online se- se- selling and uh, at that time, uh, its competitors like Vivo, like uh, Opel, they stick to the offline shops, especially in the second tier and third tier cities in China people uh, the people in, in those cities are, are preferred to have a shop there like i buy i buy this stuff from from your store and if anything happens i can i can directly go to the, the stores to solve my problem i don't want to waste my time to online to find find a customer service and to 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 um, to submit my my uh my, my 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 issue and then i need to m- to, to mail uh, to ship my my product to to some place they just want clear short easy solution so that's actually very critical for electronic equipment to to get sales in china yeah even for for uh 20, 2022
1: yeah 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 and it makes more sense and again you might have a little more uh, data on this i don't want to say the wrong figures mm. but it's something like over 80% over a billion people in China live in tier 3 or lower cities. Like the majority of people don't live in tier 1 yes. or tier 2 cities.
0: Yes, still most of the people are still living in second and third tier city so even it, though the, the the urbanization is is going
1: fast. Yeah, and like those are also urban areas. And even oh, yeah. though, <laughs> right? It's like, it's like first, cities. Yeah, even if it's like three blocks, it's like three blocks of, of urban sprawl. But yeah. and people are getting, you know, their, their discretionary income is going up. Their incomes are going up still in mm. those places. But like you were saying, mm. maybe the ideas about how you, how comfortable you are purchasing something that's pretty expensive, mm. maybe that doesn't and it's still like having the physical uh, shop to go to mm. is still re- really important for such an expensive electronic purchase for, for that kind of uh, demographic.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, cool. All right, so let's take a look at this this conversion funnel here. Um, uh, it'd be helpful if you if you uh, help us walk through. I mean, we have like a bit of an overview here of of what Pico is doing, um, how they're acquiring users, how they're generating leads, and then how they're and how they're selling. Um, what do you think is a good way to go through this? Should we uh, click into some of these first? Do you want to give us a bit of an overview on how you see them running their, their overall funnel?
0: Yeah, I think the best way is to go walk through the overview first. Like, like in China, there were there organic channels. There are e-commerce channels that, that you have to get on if you want to make sales, especially for, for, for like new, new products like, like Pico. And the the, uh, cl- the typical organic f- organic uh, channels includes like WeChat, Weibo, Doing and the new emergent. Uh, it's not so new, but it's still like uh, like new uh, platform like Xiaohongshu, uh, and, and and those uh, organic channels is like uh, you have to. It, Chinese people are spending tons of time on, on those platforms, so you have to be there, you have to have your presence, and uh, if, and furthermore, you need to do ads uh, along with it to, to get more exposures so people can get to, understand, to, to know your brand, to have the awareness phase uh, to, 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 to place your brand into their, into their minds. And then you can, uh, and then it's about uh, the building the e-commerce channel presence for people to to have a place to to uh, purchase your product. And currently, the the most important uh, e-commerce channels are still uh, JD, Taobao, Timo, uh, and, and and right now there, there are two new uh, there are two new channels is Pinduoduo, and the, the other one is Douyin Douyin Shop. And there, the, uh, Pinduoduo actually is is not like Sohu, but it, but Pinduoduo is eaten the traditional e-commerce market as as we are as we're saying say here, uh, and Douyin is de- developing is uh, uh, shop function and uh, spend a lot of time and energy, bringing those live streaming KOLs and spending money on on, on supporting those uh the, those shop owners to to get more exposures to make more sales so people so people want when people is spending tons of money of of a uh, tons ton, tons of time um scrolling of from their their phone fees on doing. they have a channel that can can uh can be exposed to the products to the to the to the um to the shops, to the to the commodities, so though so, uh, Pickles strategies is uh, is totally with uh, with the trend of, of of what's happening in China right now. Like they have that they, they have uh, all the presence in in almost all the channels, and they spend tons of money on especially on doing. Uh, even though it's because pico owned by by dance, but and by dance is is spending money on on pico on doing ads, but the, that but that doesn't mean like like it's because it's own it, it, it's because it's on on uh, platform it's because doing is it, it is imp- important so uh yeah yeah i i watched the I have I've seen Picos as for many times, ever since ever since uh, By Dance purchased Pico, apparently, uh Picos' online presence has like like doubled tripled, and, uh, yeah, you can see like he's he's building a lot of co- organic content, which is fantastic, and f- uh, and.
1: Right, we're if you're just listening, we're we're looking. Uh, as Ivan was describing, the mm. the, the overall funnel. Mm. Um Pico's doing everything everywhere. Mm. Right. WeChat, we, uh, Weibo, Douyin, Yin, Xiao Hong um, more organic platforms than that including like taobao's uh kind of interactive uh feeds yeah. um they're using kols on these channels they're doing live streaming they're paying for ads as you were describing e-commerce ads and social feed ads yeah. they're building out the the physical stores like we were talking about a moment ago mm. um and they're converting through all the major online shops and then we we're just mm. clicking into the Douyin feed for pico and um you're saying that they're are they putting out a video every day or more than one every day
0: 好无聊啊试试这个 audience's mind right so it cannot be just uh, like a regular daily live video it has to be uh
1: polished yeah 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 and that video that we just saw uh is a girl's like i'm so bored Mm -hmm. and he's like play play with this vr headset yeah is this the 哎哎哎哎<笑><笑><笑> <喔, 哦, 哦耶耶耶。笑> <笑><笑> 知道,我教你。啊,上坡,上坡。哎喲。老師,加油,知道。這這這,再來,再來,再來,再來。是吃雞的坦克。It makes sense that they're going to do really well on Doyen like you were describing, because well, is owned by the same company that owns Pico. Yeah, and they're doing Um,
0: live streaming right now.
1: They're live streaming right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Let's click in. I don't
0: know if we can see on
1: the... And she's not. Not like an intimidating person. Not like a tech, a tech guy. Uh, she like, seems very approachable. This is very typical do in
0: live streaming style. Uh, you you set a background to for product deta- details, and and there's a, a host like just 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 encouraging people to buy using different uh, different sorts of baits or coupons or
1: discount or, or gifts. Yeah. Right, and she has she has the uh, the headsets out in front of her. And they're using a green screen for this, right? Yeah, definitely. There's a green screen behind it. Yeah. And um, over here, we're looking at people's comments, right? So they can interact in real time, ask their questions. She's going to answer, answer those questions. And then what's down here? Oh, this is Halloween today, so there are people... These are like digital... This is a gift. Like uh, the audiences can, can buy it to, to, to reward the, the host. To reward the host. And we're one of 186 people here right now. <laughs> yeah, we're one. Uh, it's, yeah, well, it's, it's kind of like time for people getting off. This is probably a, a, a low time, I'd imagine, for people joining in a stream like this. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. All right. Let's let's get out of here. I'll keep going to mute her and keep her. we will check back in later. Okay, so we just checked out their their Doin stream where they should be dominating because it's owned by uh, by Dance. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. We got a WeChat. We got the WeChat account. Hmm. Oh, so we just oh, this is an article.
0: One of the, the WeChat posts.
1: This is one of their WeChat posts, yeah. and it's it's just a big uh, a big GIF up on top,
0: hmm.
1: and they're saying. Uh,
0: how long have you, haven't you been working out?
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's, it's another, like we saw one of their most recent Douyin videos. They're using the, the top KOL, top, uh, Wang Hong influencer for fitness. Yeah. It's one of their
0: selling point.
1: Yeah. They know it's okay.
0: movie and, uh, and, and work, 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 out.
1: Yeah. Cool. So I clicked it and it's another, another post. It's so, uh, filled with, with gifts. Did you look through a lot of their posts? Uh, some of them? Some of them, yeah. Are a lot of them like, like this?
0: Uh, yeah, they were using like very consistent designing style yeah. for, for their, for their posts. And, and gifts is one of their features. Like they, they always want to present the, the dynamic information to the audiences.
1: Let's take a look at their at their Weibo and their Xiaohongshu. Let's see Weibo. It's funny. Half yeah. a million followers. Half a million is that mm. strike you as a lot or a little. Mm. Sporty athletic mm. promo. Jumping up playing playing music. music. That makes sense too. Okay. It's just a straight promotion here. Yeah, the double eleven sales promotion. Right, we have singles day coming up. Huge sales day, so yeah, they're they're ramping up for it. Okay. Let's take a look at their Xiaohong shoe here. Hmm. Do you oh it's not not oh, got click yeah. for more yeah, yeah. so they yeah. have Lock in. okay so they probably are sharing a lot of content here since we see them promoting it on their wechat on their wechat it's just see?
0: image plus uh texts
1: image plus text
0: yeah
1: it's interesting because correct me if i'm wrong ivan but mm-hmm. to me it seems like xiao hong shu has gone through kind of a douinification. it's become more douin like over time video um, yeah, it's it's a lot of people just using it to scroll through video, just swiping through videos. Hmm. But it seems that here Pico's not using it that way. Maybe they're like, "Hey, that stuff's gonna live on Doeen and we're not gonna we're not gonna put that content." Oops, I didn't mean to save that.
0: Yeah, because because uh, the the platform feature is is still post.
1: Okay, so that's. Um, some of their organic channels. Let's take a quick look here at the Taobao organic and then JD. JD. Um, so these, oops, I got to log in. I didn't log in yet. How about this guy, JD? Not. Nah, it's not really. A, it's really built for mobile. Hmm. Maybe maybe we'll use uh, mobile uh, in the next episode here. Show what this is like on mobile devices. But it's a big video, and they have a on the top of the page um again it's starting with someone in the outdoors all right we scroll down the page it's more it's more videos this is very similar to uh to shao shu right yeah
0: and the kols ugc content relevant to to pico
1: yeah okay and let's see we can also see there's uh, a couple of KOL camp—I mean, there's a lot of KOL campaigns. Obviously, we just saw some of them scrolling through, mm. um, but there's some historic ones that Pico has done. This Doin KOL campaign has one almost 1. 1.2 billion views. The topic for it.
0: Yeah, this is a a, a, a a huge campaign run run by dance for 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 Pico. It, the the campaign name is um, Play VR Choose Pico. That's okay. the a hashtag. Play the art. There are, there are tons of um, KOLs and, and celebrities that they have cooperated they have cooperated with to to share content on on different organic channels.
1: And now we're looking at uh, a paid ad. This is a paid ad on WeChat. 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 Yeah. Ah, yeah. I saw that. You ad. saw this ad. Yeah. I'm gonna Bigify it. Yeah, a lot of the ads on WeChat have this feature now, where they, they have a smaller screen and the the video um, pops out of that smaller screen to make it feel like it's it's three D. Three D. Yeah. Are you happy in this modern world? Really happy. What are you Interesting that they have they used English and no subtitles.
0: Yeah, this right. Yeah. Usually, the advertisement uh, approval team will force you to add subtitles.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I guess I guess uh, Bike Dance has some weight they can throw around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they're using they're using the paid paid ads. Um, cool. cool cool video clicks through to a landing page where you can see all all the full product details, mm. and then it clicks through again to a T-Mall shop jd, JD, JD shop yeah jd shop where you can directly directly buy here mm-hmm. okay uh, let's see what else oh so not only are is pico using their own uh building their own physical shops but they're also creating a- an authorized dealer network mm-hmm. uh so, so again this is going back to what we discussed before how they really are investing in and believing in this uh need to experience the VR world before you, they think that you need to experience it before people are going to invest in it. And they're creating an authorized dealer network to even increase their, their, uh, spread further. Yeah. The,
0: the national policy is protecting Pico actually. Like it's hard to get a, a meta quests mm. and it's hard to access to the meta quests, uh, content pool games or videos or whatever the things you have to work a lot of, a, a lot of ways to to, to to get access to it so mm-hmm. people has uh, pico has
1: actually a pretty safe environment a pretty safe protected to, environment to grow in china now i don't want to put you on the on the spot here cuz i don't know <laughs> how, i don't know how much research you 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 did into that mm. um like is in order to get over the hurdles to get uh, the the meta quest headsets is is it like uh legal hurdles that you have to go through could you go through legal hurdles to get it um Uh, or is it more gray than that
0: amazon i think most of the 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 reviews uh, because i i've watched a lot of review uh videos about Mm -hmm. they're they're directly committed like put they put meta quest and pico in competition yeah they're doing a lot of reviews and they, they uh, all the KOLs has got the the equipments in, in their own way, um, but but their reviews on these two is still like Pico has a lot of uh, room to to grow in in content side. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so actually now like Pico is taking the taking the the good time to develop it itself because if one day MetaQuest got some official uh, approve to to get into China, and they can access their content pool, or 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 uh, produce content in a China approve can can uh, can uh, 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 approve the the, the content uh, that in that case, people will be in, in a very bad position to compete with. With the global, uh, this global product, yeah.
1: yeah, the the protective environment is giving Pico time to catch up to build out their app store yeah, to get more content, yeah. and maybe by by the time MetaQuest can get into China, mm-hmm. uh, Pico's already going to have built out a competitive landscape for themselves. Yeah, because the government actually just banned the the violent
0: content, right. the, 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 but, but most of the VR, uh, VR
1: content are actually pretty friendly. Yeah. Right. Right. And that, and that's, so that was a question I was, didn't want to put you on the spot for, but mm-hmm. thinking about, uh, Meta, uh, MetaQuest Pro, the newest headset that they made, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, uh, focused on the business or it's for pro users. So it's in mm-hmm. the name, it's kind of enterprise focused, mm-hmm. say there was a business, uh, you know, a company enterprise in China, and they wanted their teams to be able to start using headsets, mm-hmm. um, to have virtual meetings and to just experiment and use that mm-hmm. for their work workstep. Or, or like a, a school maybe that wants to train people how to do surgery or how to, you know, do automotive repairs using this. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, like, MetaQuest is the one that's best for this. Um, what, if we were advising uh, Zuck, what, what would we, how would we say to get in touch with those with those companies? Um, is there is there a sort of uh, distribution channel that comes to mind? Like it's not everyone, right? Even like like I'm saying, they have an enterprise focused tool. It's not every consumer in China that it's appropriate for or most appropriate for now, mm-hmm. but it is really uh, targeted to these sorts of more professional users. And is there a more targeted kind of strategy that they could use um, without having to go through the whole rigmarole of, of getting like laws changed? Um, but where they could they could get their their headsets on the faces that would get the most value out of them right now.
0: Yeah. So so for for product, products like uh, like um, Meta if they want to really go into China market, there are actually tons of efforts they, they need to they, need, they need to do. They even need to redo some of the work they have already done uh, and success. Suc- succeeded mm. in 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 a uh, global world, like you have to adapt to China's law and China's content policy. Maybe you you need to redo your content, and you need to contact China's uh uh co- partner to distribute your your products, your your devices, and and your content need, needs to be licensed in China as well. So you have to spend a lot of energy. To deal with the public relationships with the government, those are very critical to get uh, matter officially approved in, in China.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. So a few a few key points come to mind as we're, as we're starting mm-hmm. to wind down here. Um, I guess one one is um, protect yourself from the start. Like if you're a foreign company, mm-hmm. um, right? Like we started this story talking about how. MetaQuest's OEM, the mm. Oculus manufacturer, mm. ends up creating Pico. Mm. Um, so I don't know what they really could have done early on, but if, if they were thinking about it, maybe things wouldn't have happened exactly the way they did. Mm. But for any company, um, protect your trademarks, protect your IP as best you can in, uh, in China early on.
0: Yeah, yeah. protecting IP is a very important, and, 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 and they should do it as soon as possible, yeah. even though they're not in China market market officially like, 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 like Tesla, like the, uh, model, what model S, S is, is taken by someone. So they have to name it model three. Yeah. That's like a typical case.
1: Right. Cause a lot of foreign organizations, maybe they're used to the legal, uh, way of doing things in other, other markets where it's, uh, first use trademark. Like if you used it first, then it's your trademark, mm. but in China it's first to file yeah, file. So if you didn't file it and someone else did, it's not yours. Even though like you made the thing that's really popular that's called that name, hmm. doesn't matter really. Hmm. Um, so that's one one key point. Um, and then another key point is this whole thing about it being difficult for MetaQuest to enter the market. People are trying to buy them, they're buying them on Amazon, they're getting them imported. Um, and And there's like a walled garden where Pico can kind of gain market share now. So not every industry is the same. Some industries are more walled off than others. Um, so don't put yourself, if you can avoid it, don't put yourself in that position where a competitor is able to, uh, grow, um, where you're ahead, like you're ahead with the product, you're ahead with the, the content you're ahead with the concept, but because you didn't enter, then you fall behind. So even if it's just a matter of getting on the right social channels and growing your presence and, uh, you know, the connection with the target audience do that. Don't wait to lose and and also
0: trust China's China's players uh strength they can get stuff done if they really like your content they can find their own way to purchase your product they can find their own way to connect to your content pool they can get their own way to experience your your equipment yeah and all you need
1: to do is get
0: them to like you
1: yeah it's a really it's a really good point Ivan yeah. is that people People are creative people. And, and when people really want something. Yeah. They can find a
0: way. <laughs> they're going to find a way.
1: So like don't overly be concerned about that. Be concerned about losing the race to the certain competitors yeah. that are going to see what you're doing is working. People are creative and they're buying your stuff through all the hoops they have to jump through. And then those local competitors are going to go out and they're going to eat your lunch. Yeah. So don't let that happen. And there's like small investments and steps that you can take yes. to, to avoid that. Um okay. Uh cool. The the only thing on the list here that we didn't cover I think is the 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 esports festival. Um and I don't know uh esports. Yeah, so I think that it's that uh, Pico they sponsored some esports um events oh, in China and okay. there's a huge I mean it's it's worldwide esports has grown and, okay. and it's really big in China. And again, it's like this is a market a market niche where uh, Pico seems to be ratchet, ratcheting down on.
0: They're building their ecosystem right now, like not from the, the just application, just just the games. they, they want to build a, a whole circle of it like because currently uh, the League of Legends, and you know that game, even it has uh, it has been lasting. 10 years? Yeah, it's a, it's a very long lasting uh, top game still in China. Even though most of the players not, are not playing it, they love watching the games, I love watching the, 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 the uh, how to say that, the World Cup, mm. yeah, that's something that can still get people's attention and also incre- continuously grow grow the brand awareness. Uh, to have the competition so people can see that they, then they, they like it then they will they will, they will want they, they will be able to to uh to join it by experiencing experience experiencing your uh equipment yes yeah, uh, oh that that's pretty interesting <laughs> i didn't i didn't know that
1: yeah but it's pretty cool yeah it is cool and it's what you're saying i mean they're Trying to win the hearts and the minds of the target audience. Yeah, it's like we're telling you this
0: is not just uh, a personal game. You ju- you can just you you, you you just play it on your own in your own house. This is uh, actually a, 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 a an open opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's a good point. Um, like one of the one of the I won't go on too long here, but one one of the thoughts about uh, VR, AR, XR mm. uh, is that. People are going to be freed from sitting behind uh, a computer screen, a laptop screen, a phone screen, mm. and be able to engage more with the with the world around them. Yeah. And and then that, connecting that to like the the, the physical locations that oh. Pico is building out, that they uh, that they might have more interactive things going on mm. with the physical locations where you can like play and connect with people mm. um, in the stores and see how it works. Not just like uh, you know be on your couch in your in your own home, but with other people as well. Yeah. Cool. All right. uh, Is there anything we missed? Anything interesting, fun, funny, smart, insightful that we should uh, cover here? Mm, I think that's actually really informative
0: enough for our audiences to see this funnel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, All right. If you want to check out more ads, ChinaAdLibrary.com has them. Uh, Let us know what you think. Give us a positive review. Right. Yeah. All good. Okay. Done. Thanks.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs>